Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. Hey guys, this is Russ and this is the Overlook Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the disappearance of Tabitha Yvette Queen. Tabitha Queen is a 30-year-old African-American female missing from Bastrop, Louisiana. Let me describe her as a loving woman who cared deeply for her family. Now, just as a little disclaimer before we get deep into this episode, I want to be very clear that dates on this case are heavily skewed. And I want to give you that information in case you decide to look up this case on your own and you're like, wait, I'm finding a different time frame. And this is actually one of the things that made me second guess going into this episode because there's a couple different things about this case that varies from source to source. The date that she was last seen, the date that she's reported missing, who last saw her, all of those type of details change depending on the source. And in fact, if you ever decide to research this by yourself, when you go across different forums where people are discussing this case, it's usually the main thing people are actually talking about. A lot of people get caught up on the fact that different actual news sources have different dates. And sometimes the very same source will use a different date in different articles. So it's a little bit confusing, but bear with me. Now, Tabitha was last seen somewhere around May 10th, 2021. Tabitha was a mother to three children, and they're actually the last people to report seeing her. On May 9th, 2021, Tabitha called her mother to wish her a happy Mother's Day. They were on the phone talking when she abruptly told her mother, hey, I gotta go, and hung up. Now, some sources report that her mother says she's in the car with what appears to be at least two men, and she heard them talking in the background before asking her, hey, what's going on in your background, and then Tabitha rushing her off the phone. Her mother was confused by this abrupt ending and decided to call her back, but she was sent straight to voicemail. This will be the last time her mother hears from her. Now, family kept calling Tabitha, but no one could reach her. Eventually, family went to her home and discovered her three children there, but her three children were home alone. Most sources report that the kids stated they last saw their mother May the 10th and that she was going to the grocery store, but she never returned. Her oldest child, who's around 10 years old at that time, was the main source on Tabitha's last dumb moments. The oldest child told family and the police that Tabitha had been arguing with a man the day that she disappeared. According to KNOE, Tabitha's mother recalled what her grandchildren told her. She says two guys came over and one of these guys was using her mom's car and he was just using her for her car. And she, being Tabitha, asked him, what's that smell in the car? 
She looked back where the spare tire goes and there was blood back there. Now, according to this KNOE article, Tabitha's oldest child said her mom saw blood in the vehicle and told the man that he could no longer use her car. The man began arguing with Tabitha and threatened to kill her. Now, it's reported in some sources that that man came back that same day and essentially attempted to kidnap Tabitha. However, the details about this attempted kidnapping aren't explained anywhere. Some sources say that the guy came back that day and attempted to kidnap her, and other sources report the guy came back that day and actually took her. This is one of those facts that, again, kind of got distorted as time went on. But most of the sources I came across seem to agree that the guy did come back. However, Tabitha did not go with him. Family was clearly alarmed from hearing all of this information, and they reported her missing. Most sources say that she was reported missing on May 11, 2021. Now, the story goes from the sources that agreed that Tabitha was not taken from her house by that man, that what happened is that later on that day, Tabitha needed to make a quick run to the grocery store, and that is actually when her children last saw her that she went to a store on her own to pick up a few items real quickly and left. However, again, this is one of those facts that's a little bit confusing because I've came across a couple different articles that have quoted family stating things like, that also sounds odd, that Tabitha would never leave her kids home alone. She didn't even like leaving the kids alone with family members for more than an hour at a time. However, what we do find out later is that police were able to pull surveillance of Tabitha on May 10th at a Sadie Moore grocery store. In the surveillance, they see her checking out a couple of items and then walking out the store, but that's all they got. Now, with that particular story, that puts our timeline at Tabitha talking to her mother on May 9th, still being with her kids, and then going to the store on May 10th. Family still not being able to reach her and come into her home and then reporting her missing on May the 11th. At police, they did take this story seriously. When Tabitha was reported missing on May 11th, police took down the report and on May 12th, they released a DOL, which is known as a be on the lookout to the community, letting the community know, hey, we have an individual that is missing. This is what they look like. These are the circumstances of which we know, and this is where you can contact us. What we find out is that later, Tabitha Carr was located on West Pine Street and Bastrop. Now, the exact day of when this car was found, again, like everything else in this story, can be debated depending on which source you get your information from. However, what we do know is that the police found the car actually pretty quickly, and they waited a while before telling the community that her car was indeed found. Now, the police got a little bit lucky when finding this car because they actually found out there was surveillance that showed the car being dropped off and abandoned. In the video, it shows the car driving up the parking and sitting there for a moment. Later, a black male exits Tabitha's car and is seen getting out and heading eastbound. The male is wearing a long white tee and what appears to be jeans. His facial features cannot be seen in the video. 
Family members have spoken out to the media stating that police claim they found no fingerprints in the car, but noted that on the video, the man got out the car and is not seen wiping anything down or doesn't appear to have any gloves on or anything. And they find the police claim of no DNA suspicious. However, I do want to throw out there that the man appeared to be sitting in the car for a second before abandoning it. And we really have no idea what he is doing in that car. We don't know if he's cleaning anything up or spraying anything down. But also another thing I want to keep us to keep in mind is that this happened in May of 2021. This happened at a time where COVID was still happening and things like gloves and masks were very apparent. Lots of people were still walking around in public with things like clear plastic gloves on their hands in public and it wasn't seen as odd. And because the surveillance is so far away, I feel like the man definitely could have been wearing clear gloves in the video and we simply cannot see it because of how far away the man is. Now, Tampa this family have issues with the way the police released the video. They believe that the surveillance should have been released to the public a lot sooner. Her mother is quoted by KNOE as saying, first of all, when that video is showing the man, they should have released it. Not two days, not three days, not four days, not a month. It should have been released then, ASAP. But Bastrop Police Detective Dwayne Reed has been quoted saying that the police waited to release the video because they needed help identifying the man driving Queen's car. He says, and I quote, there's certain elements of this investigation that we want to keep to ourselves. But now since we've done as much investigation as we could on it, that is why we are releasing it now. And here's the thing, this actually isn't that uncommon. Uh, I've talked about this before in other episodes. Sometimes police have more evidence than they let the public know that they feel the need to keep to themselves as to not ruin their investigation. Unfortunately, just like we watch the news and we read articles, criminals also read the news as well. They also watch TV. They also follow the cases that they are involved in. It's not unheard of at all. And so a lot of times police feel like, uh, if we release this information too soon, we can actually be giving them a tip on how to better cover themselves up or if they need to skip out of town or whatever. So sometimes, yes, they do have to keep some of the clues and tips close to their chest. Now, Tabitha's family, overall, they have not been impressed with the effort being put forth by the police department. One of the primary things they had an issue with is that a search for Tabitha was never done by the police. Family has called for the Morehouse Parish and the FBI to get involved, but in the beginning of the case, the Bastrop PD declined help from other departments. But this is something that they changed their tune on as time evolved. Now, in regards to the searching, Captain Dwayne Reed from Bastrop Police Department told KNOE that they didn't conduct a search simply because they didn't have an area to search at. There was no sign of struggle in her home nor in the car. They were able to trace where her phone last pinged at, but it was in a general area in Arcadia, over an hour away from where she actually disappeared. And police, they have said that, yo, when we get a scene, we will search. But at the time they said, we don't really have an area to search. Now, family disagreed with that and they conducted their own searches. In fact, the Bastrop community really came together to try to help find Tabitha. 
A man by the name of Ricky Anderson organized a search group and on June 4th, they actually end up finding a gun in a trash bag behind Dotson Park. And this park is about only a mile away from where Tabitha's car was found. And police, they took this gun in for evidence, but it has been yet to be released to the public if this gun was actually in connection to their case. In a KALB article, Ricky Anderson, the local leader of the search group, stated that they had actually got some tips from the community and they began the searching around the Bartholomew Bayou due to these very tips. And in fact, a nonprofit called Search and Rescue, SATX, which is normally a Texas search group, stepped in to help with the search. In late June of 2021, now, this particular search group, they have trained canines that can allegedly smell underwater, and they work with two retired sheriffs, three different mediums, and an engineer. They also have underwater drones, a sky drone, an ATV commander, and horses that they bring along on their searches. And usually, they do not do searches outside of the state of Texas, but they wanted to step in and really help this community. So far, however, it does not seem that anything else besides. And while family is displeased with the state of the case, the police have actually been trying to work this case and do what they can. In fact, we learned that police actually has a person of interest, but they have not released this name to the public. What they have released to the public is that they do have a person they're interested in and they're trying to find the evidence to connect them and build a strong case. But one thing they did let the public know is that this person is actually already in jail sitting for another crime, which gives them some time to keep building that case. What we also know is that the police, they actually did go around and do interviews. They interviewed about four or five different people involved in this case, but nothing about the interviews have been released to the public. Now, when Tapton's car was found, the police took it in. They did dust for prints, but there was nothing found. In fact, what I keep seeing quoted in articles is that there is no DNA found, which seems to suggest not even Tabitha or her kid's DNA was found in the car, which lead many to believe that maybe her car was specifically wiped down before being abandoned. Now, the police did report that they did find three interesting things inside Tabitha's car that they did send off to the state lab for testing in June 2021. However, it's been reported that Louisiana has a pretty extensive backlog when it comes to their state crime lab for testing items. So they expected to take over 130 something days before they got back any type of test results. In the meantime, local residents have tried to do what they can to try to help find Tabitha. Sklitten Stevenson, a local community resident, said that they saw the video of this car being abandoned and it really touched them. And they put up a thousand dollar reward in efforts to motivate someone to come forward and let it be known what they know about Tabitha's case. Mr. Stevenson, he's not related to Tabitha in any way. It's just a member of the community who lost his son to gun violence many years ago and want to do what he can to help a family receive closure in finding their loved one. Now, in a news article from June of 2021, Tabitha's mother is quoted talking about the different rumors that she herself has already heard about her daughter's fate. She said that people have told her that her daughter was killed and that there's a couple different people involved in her case. She states that she was told her daughter was jumped and then shot in the back of the head. 
Now, the mother did not disclose who told her this information or the names of people allegedly involved. It is not clear if she ever gave any information to the police or not. As of May 10th, 2022, the Bachelor Police Department said that they are now strongly considering getting additional help from other agencies. The police department chief explains that his department has been working endlessly searching all leads. However, it seems like they might have hit a dead end and exhausted all the tips that they have, but they are not giving up. And they were never against having additional agencies come in. Just at the time, it seemed like they had a couple leads and a couple tips that they thought they could handle. And now that they're at this stopping point, additional help is now under strong consideration. Now, with this case, there really aren't a lot of theories. Honestly, when you look online, a lot of people are really confused about the timeline and really confused about some of the actual details of the case. Was she kidnapped from the home or was she not? Did she go to the store and disappear from there? Or was she at the store a whole different day and actually disappeared from her home? Facts like that make the case a little bit confusing, and it doesn't help that there are several articles and seven quotations from family members or community leaders that seem to contradict each other in various different sources. And that's not to say that the community lenders or the family themselves have said anything that's false. More so is just saying that there seems to be a general theme of confusion in this case overall. When I was researching this case and I was trying to figure out what comments to leave in and what comments to take out, it was very hard for me because I want to give you guys all the details. However, as I began recording, I realized how confusing the case started to sound if I put every single thing I found in there because of how much of the information seems to contradict each other. And I did not want this to turn into an episode where like some of the threads I came along It focused more on the confusion than it was on the simple fact of Tabitha is missing. These are some things that we know. How can we find her? The general census is, we need to figure out who is this person who borrowed her car and returned it with blood in it? Who is this person that threatened her in front of her children? Who is this person that abandoned her car? Pretty much everyone agrees that if we can get to the bottom of that, we can figure out where is Tabitha and why she has not been home since May of 2021. Unfortunately, though, there's not a lot of information about Tabitha's out there. There's no mention of a boyfriend, of an ex-lover. Well, where did she work and did she have issues with somebody at her job? There's no real physical details of what this person looked like. We don't even know what the guy on camera looks like other than him being a slender black male. Because he's so far away, we can't even get a range on the age this person may be. And though I found online many people quoting that this area of Louisiana is actually a very small community, and if we had certain details, it would probably be easy to kind of narrow it down. The truth of the matter is, this might be someone not even from that area. We literally don't have enough information to go off of. All we know is that this beautiful woman is missing and there's three children wondering what happened to their mother. And while there's many questions, there's almost no answers. So I ask, 
If you have any information concerning the disappearance of Tabitha Queen, please contact the Bastrop Police Department at 318-281-1322. Or if you want to remain anonymous, you can contact North Delta Regional Crime Stoppers at 318-388-CASH or 318-388-2274. Now, as always, I'll have some pictures of Tabitha up on the Instagram. I will also load the clip of the surveillance at the supermarket and the surveillance of her car being abandoned. I ask that you please come by, share her flyer, share her poster with others so that somebody in the community who's willing to talk can realize that the information that they have is information that's needed and they can hopefully step forward, do the right thing and give this family their loved one back and closure. Thank you for your time. As always, you guys be safe, stay vigilant, and I'll have a new episode for you guys next Thursday. Bye. Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.